What uh, what color is it going to be? Clear. Clear, just a clear bottle. Just a clear bottle. No so instead of, uh, <laughs> probably. Uh, so <laughs> instead of instead of seeing all the green plastic on the beach, you're just gonna see clear plastic on the beach. That's really funny. Oh, that is so clever. Yeah. Why didn't Pepsi think of that? If the shape is the same, you're gonna be able to tell it's a Sprite bottle. You know, I I was wondering that because they do have a very iconic bottle, ergonomic. (laughs) I'm using big words over here. I like your bottleneck. I like your bottleneck. Um, Big Daddy. Pepsi Clear was fascinating. Pepsi Clear is still sold on a regular basis in Canada. I never tried. How wild is that? Uh, well, Tyler, it's uh, basically just Pepsi without all the added food dye and colorings. It tastes probably, just like Pepsi. Probably won't give me heartburn as bad. In yeah. the 80s, when they originally launched it, it was launched as a um, healthier alternative to uh, big people were, uh, you know, correlating the the clear the clarity of of the soda with oh this must be healthier for me but it's mm. it's the exact same recipe. I'm pretty sure that if I drink Pepsi Clear and regular Pepsi, I'm still going to get titties. You're still going to be wearing a trainer bra and up. Yes. Wasn't the 70s when there was cocaine in the Coca Cola, uh, or was that before earlier? That, was, before that, like that was, 20s, yeah, 30s, really early. When did the war on oh. drugs start? The late 60s. Mm, yeah, Nixon. Uh, 60, 68. Late, late 50s. Yeah, we got it. I mean, now. I mean, Nixon really made it a big, the biggest deal. Right? Yeah, that's what I mean. When did he announce it? The war on oh, drugs. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You think I know? I was fucking there. Like I know these things well, right off the top of my head. The boomer. The boomer. Seventy one. 1971. I was only a couple years off. I was. I said 58, so I was. You know what? You're right. Different I, I was born two years after 1971. My bad. I've been looking right. for this vape for like three days and it was in this hoodie pocket. That's I just really this. Funny. Isn't it funny? How do you feel about the war on Jewel, bro? It's honestly really it's upsetting because that's not over, even. Honestly. Like, they literally were crippled. When they stopped selling the, when they had to stop selling the flavored pods, yeah. and now they're getting attacked, and literally they're not even the problem. It's the R. disposables. That is like it's these unregulated disposables that come in every flavor under the sun. It, but you know, it's oh, crazy. like the hype, the yeah, hype the hide bars, the hide bars, bars. Yeah. yeah, they're and bad. They're still, and they're still allowed to sell those. You know, there people still sell puff bars and synthetic puff nicotine. went out of fucking business in like 2019. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. Because I literally just saw one. I just saw a puff bar at a gas station not too yet. long ago. Don't yeah, buy disposables. No, but literally it's because of synthetic nicotine that China is putting in there. They can get around the FDA with it. They're poisoning the F- us. The FDA has no uh, has no regulation on synthetic nicotine in America. It's like they're always like counterfeiters and like copycats and the bad guys, the black market, the gray market, if you will, because people are buying it legally, technically. But but what, everything what I, that's in it is probably terrible for you. What I'm confused about is views. 
Views is just like Jewel, but they still sell all the same. Is it, yes, it's literally. I think it's because Marvel bought such a large stake in Jewel that they well, got targeted. It's not the number one selling over-the-counter vaporizer either. Plus, Jewel got all the social media hype. Like yeah. it was like synonymous with vaping. It was Jeweling. Well, for ju- a time. the Jewel in general had. It, it was kind of advertised like as an Apple product. I mean, it was a slim, sleek design, yeah. very modern. Yeah. Looks like a USB. Oh, man. And it, I, it identified well with a younger generation. Your throat so good. It did. It was it, so it, nice. It burned you real bad. It burned you it. real bad. I'm That's honestly the, UK, the number it. one reason people like it is because they said it's the only vape that like makes them feel like they're smacking a cigarette. Is that why yeah, I, it, I liked it, per- it so much? It produced a lot of a lot of heat off it's, of the like off that initial draw. Like literally, you would be you would feel that in your in the back of your throat and in your lungs, and it burns you just like smoking a camel. My my Vupu V through on the seven watt setting is about as close as I can get to that. I'd yeah. still be I'd still be hitting this one at ten. I still the joint hits at seven, but I I can't I can't do the diamond mint or the jewel diamond mint or the whatever jewel mint diamond yeah yeah baby i yeah, can't baby. do that on 10 it has to be five like literally the lowest my my Seven. vape will go I'm fucking dying all it's i hard. know is that i still use free base oil on a sub ohm tank with a box mod that runs off of 18 650s i have been using this box mod in particular That's for the last old. Holy three shit. four years I ran over this thing with a forklift in the 84 lumber yard, and it is still a functioning unibody all-steel construction beast of a mod, and I will never get rid of it until it dies. I love that for you. Until so it catches you, on fire in your hand. So you don't use Saltnik? You just prefer the Freebase? Mm-hmm. I use uh, three milligram. So that day when you brought me Saltnik, mm-hmm was in vain <laughs> but it's okay because i have other devices in my house that i can use salt make with and i did use it because you bought it for me and went out of your way to do that so i appreciated it and I, I bought it for you because that's what i use yeah i know everybody is josh don't you know <laughs> yeah i mean i can i i have the guy where i got my setup from They'd still have the free base nicotine, but I don't know anything about it. And I don't want to, I don't want to die. Well, mine comes pre-mixed, buddy, from the manufacturer. And it's all made in America shit. It's not your fucking scary Chinese knockoff shit. Does it taste better? That's the question. Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Free base tastes way better than salt nick. Salt nick is... Salt Nick is there to keep you addicted and feeling like you're smoking cigarettes. This stuff is here to produce luscious clouds and delicious flavors and help you stop smoking <laughs> to look cooler to look cooler uh, smell better you're funny it has nothing See, to do with smell Nick the, you should do a nicotine. professional vape competition you should this was manufactured in California so yeah it might as well be China and USA USA but yeah so that's what I personally like to use just so you all know. I, I kind of want to try Freebase just because I like the I like the big clouds and I also like the fruity flavors and the sweet flavor. And Salt Nick is definitely more of a harsh 
Well, so yeah, so Salt will also wreck your fucking coils because it is so strong. I mean, it's uh, your your coils will only last. I know people who only get maybe a week out of a coil. Some people I only stretch get, uh, it. Too, yeah, so. I only get a, a week out of my coils. Personally, you, if you're getting two like weeks, three, two to three yeah, weeks. I was about to say if you're getting really? two, two weeks yeah. out of Salt Nick, uh, you're not doing it right. That's all I'm gonna say. So, um, what do you mean? You're not doing it right. That's what he You're, said. I said uh, that's all I'm going to say. You can't ask me what do I mean after I say that's all I'm going to say. What color should, what I be, color should I be getting longer out of it? I suggest this. The, I don't uh, feel like that applies to pot systems though, because they're meant to be juice head. Juice head. Yeah. Yeah. Juice head peach pear is like vaping on. If like you've seen those TikTok videos where like people like seductively walk up to a low bearing fruit on a tree and just bite right into the fucking thing that's hanging from the tree yeah it's like doing that it's like vaping that flavor of a peach and a pear off of a tree it's a very refreshing just not too sweet but not too like salty like no not even that not like just flavorless it has the perfect ratio of like just peach and pear and it's fresh and it's clean. I can get a month off of a coil using it. I love it. Yeah, I, I have to change out my coils every week yeah. because if not, the juice turns like brown. Poop. Yeah. yeah. Turns I change poop. your coils. Do you mean new pod or do you have actual coils? Actual coils. See, I have, I have pods and I get three to four weeks out of a pod. Before I notice a flavor change. Oh, so you you have a completely different setup. <clears throat> yes, I have a, I think this these are made for salt pick. Yes. So what Josh is using is probably capable of doing free base and salt nick, which it is. It's know, it, yeah, it's not a it's not a bad setup. I I've seen those before. Drag makes a really good one. It's that might even be what you have. I don't know. Nope, it's a Novo. Yeah, right. same thing different brand but yeah. yeah exactly. so um yeah not a not a bad device i know plenty of people who use it for both um i know people who used it for salt nick and freebase and you get good results off of both uh the one downside though is the constant coil changing on salt nick is a bit of a bitch but... it is because it's messy well, it's messy, so messy and then it's also fucking i mean it's not that cost efficient. I mean, you have to buy a coil a week. Those things are like eight bucks. Yeah. So, and then, you know, whatever you're spending in juice, I don't know. I literally, but uh, a 50 milligram bottle is 30 bucks. Yeah. Indeed. Okay. Well, I'm getting 100 mils for 25. So, um, Hundred milligram no. of 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 nicotine? No, hundred mil. I'm sorry, hundred milliliters. How many no, milliliters are you getting in a bottle? Thirty. It's a little. It's a little bottle. Literally that yeah. big. Uh, that's, it's that's, a. That's like a fifty, maybe. It is a fifty milliliter bottle. Yep. Yep. Okay. I'll say too sm- or too big to be a too big to be a thirty, but too small to be a hundred. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I'm I getting, feel like I'm getting waxed too at twenty dollars for a thirty mil. So I'm paying twenty five bucks. <laughs> yeah, you are getting waxed. I'm paying twenty five bucks for 
a hundred milliliter bottle with three milligrams per milliliter of nicotine because that's but look at this color difference yeah bro that's all nicotine right but look so this one i've had this one for probably four weeks this one i bought last week this okay, is that, so this for is our, the fucking... our viewers there were three different shades of yellow this is the this is the jewel mint diamond or whatever and it's very like wet it's not sticky and like wet (laughs) moist it's Um, really fluid like where everything else is like a almost a a thick syrup and then this is just fucking cut with water yeah so so you could look at your vg pg percentages if they list them on the bottle and if you have a higher PG, it's probably thicker. And if you have a lower VG, it's probably thinner. That's crazy. This says not for sub-alm use on it. But as you can see, this is what three milligrams of nicotine. It's pretty clear. It has a slight off yellow tint to it. Almost gold. Yeah. But uh, like but champagne how long, how long have you had that bottle, though? I bought this bottle... Um, bought this bottle a week ago, and I still have half of it. This one, half. so this flavor is blood orange banana gooseberry, and <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. stereotypical face. <laughs> and banana it... rainco- r- rainbow <laughs> unicorn poop shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it it smells like rotten bananas. Like that's the smell of it, and it turned that's this a, golden brown brown that's color. A, that's a turn off. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. Do you I shake know, your man. bottles before you start using them? Yes. It, it, them. it doesn't change the color. It sometimes it makes it even more brown. Yeah. Well, I mean, honestly, you should do it with anything because it's, it's like it's gonna, partly oxidizing. It's gonna. I mean, well, yeah, nicotine oxidizes, but it's all. It also, you know, separates. Has color. So when you add it, when you add more to a uh, mixture, the, the mixture gets darker. darker. It gets so. orange. Orange, cool. and if it's really high, it starts turning poop brown. Yeah. So yeah. Well, see, when it I taste different too when it's it that does. color. It's really gross. Uh, I, this is a I, vaping podcast now, uh, by yeah, the way. Apparently, because <laughs> uh, I could talk about vaping all night. We shouldn't do that. That's when, bad content. <laughs> when I. Because, you know, I work from home, so I don't want to leave the house. And I'd probably say about a month ago, I did not want to change out my coil because I didn't want to stop at the vape store and get a new coil. So it was, you couldn't see through it anymore. Like, it was black. That's awesome. And it was disgusting. It tasted so bad. Yeah, that's the worst. It tasted so bad. Is hitting a vape that is gassing out its last on its coil. I mean, it's literally my least favorite thing, probably to date, that I've experienced. Um, that isn't getting my balls stepped on. So, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I feel that in my soul between the puppy and the kids that are testing mm-hmm. height. Yeah, I feel that in my fucking yeah. soul. Yeah. Um, the, the three-year-old, he just has no regard for my testicles no so hits them all the time uh-huh. I'm like, hey, those motherfuckers <laughs> the, uh, 
Start well, shoving her down. I keep telling my wife, I'm like, uh, I'm pretty sure you can get off the birth control now because our son is ensuring that my sperm are dormant they by the time don't work. you want another kid. So that's uh, amazing. Which uh, <laughs> is TBD for me, but I'm I'm good at two, honestly. Yeah. Like, at, yeah at least I, I want to get these guys through diapers first, at least, and by then it's going to be too late. So <laughs> that's really. I missed your fertile window. <laughs> I just want to have a kid. That's all. Uh, welcome everybody to our new podcast, Vape Nation. Uh, Vape Nation. Three hosts. Oh <laughs> 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 um, no, we're unwise analysis, and we're all here. Um, I'm we were just we were just unwisely and analyzing vaporization. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. How are you boys doing tonight? I feel fired up and ready to talk about some stuff. Ooh wee. I'm so excited. I feel betrayed. I have strong feelings about our topics tonight. I have strong feelings about how this podcast is a dumpster fire. It usually is. I'm you know, kidding. it's because I didn't say recording in progress. That's why. Well, I'm sorry. Anyways, we had a nice cold open. I enjoyed that. Thank you for that. I tried to uh, start the recording at a random moment in which I chose because I was playing God tonight. <laughs> and therefore, Tyler was thrown off guard because Josh and I were already having conversation about vaping. Um, so I, it would have been awkward and rude of Tyler to say, recording I, in progress. I want you to know that I have no problem with being awkward and rude. It was a very hard, active decision for me to make not to say it, just for you two. And you still said it. Well, I mean, yeah. not when kind, it happened. That was kind of a backhanded <laughs> favor, not going to lie. Yeah, it was. It was like, I didn't uh, like it. I'm uncomfortable. I'm sweating. You guys thought <laughs> I wasn't going to say it, but, but I, I said it. it. I still said he it. He said the thing. He still fit it in there. That's all right. Yeah, so we're going to do a thing where we uh, pretend like we're, the, where we pretend like we know what we're talking about on any given subject. And uh, basically, quote wiki. So here we go. That is really the Wikipedia podcast. Yeah, that'd be easy. Just pick a topic and read the Wikipedia page. I mean, I hate to say that's how the back rooms went, but that's literally how the back rooms went. Um, it was a wiki fandom. Thank you very much. It's a, little it's a wiki. A wiki is a broad um, term. Covers them all. Um, well, no, I'm actually on the uh, Associative Press right now. Thank you very much. I'm on nothing except. THC and my brain power firing on all cylinders and then some. Anyways, so yeah, we're gonna dab right into this fucking topic of giants. I think you want to do giants first. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. Let's get the giants out of the way. Um, Well, well, I want to start. Let me start first with: Do you guys do you guys believe in giants? Do you think they existed, or do you think it's all fake news? You know, because Josh's opinion is such a buzzkill, I'm going to go first. And um, simply just says the one letter, the two letter <laughs> words, <laughs> nothing else. <laughs> and um, the end. No. So part of me said this. This is just like anything else. It's like aliens. It's like everything, right? I feel like. So there's been like photographic evidence of like bones of doctored images of remains of a you know giant humanoid looking things that was proven fake. 
but I think there's um, some legitimate credence out there considering we have uh, gigantism like Andre the Giant and you don't see it really prevalently today because modern medicine has hormone blockers. If it's caught early on, they can prevent it from getting out of control. And you got to um, think the average height was like five four to five nine yeah evolution we've gotten taller um so if you're seven feet tall you're almost two foot taller than the average yeah you're a giant compared to everyone else but i was seeing some like really old photos of you know probably um you know early 1900s mid 1900s of really tall individuals right uh like there's this dude with a cane and i mean his cane is taller than everyone else in the picture that's actually the lincoln memorial buddy it's a it's a statue no 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 i I thought it was funny i'm sorry don't 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 josh is laughing his mic is muted he's laughing he's laughing because of how cringe you are it was was pretty funny no you can't you can't prove or disprove that his mic is off you are cringe that's all i'm gonna say (laughs) um so yeah i believe in the fact that uh humans have the capability of becoming larger than your average human i guess and even exceed that so what's not to say in ancient times that they were even bigger like back in uh you know the bc era is forty thousand years ago well good thing i did some research on that i'm happy for you thanks I'm just gonna be the kill and just uh-huh. say a big, fu- big fat no. Uh, they're lying. It's just a hoax that has been passed down to religion to religion, where the story has been copied wrong in every book that has ever been written. Okay, is but that, how do you? Is that an opinion or is that just like? It's an opinion, one hundred percent. I think oh. that's fact. The whole copied wrong over and over again thing. I oh, well, mean, yeah, I for, think that's facts. I mean, for for religion as a whole, yes, but I'm talking about just this specifically. I so, mean, I mean, yeah. I'll get, I guess I'll just go into my actual opinion on on, on this. Um, so basically, after looking over the research that I did find uh, back in, ago. excuse <laughs> you, it was two hours at this point. Blech. Um. But, like, looking over this, back in 1000 BC, the average height of a human uh, was 5'4". And we all know that there are mongoloids and, um, I mean, we have modern-day giants now still that grow to be seven and a half, eight feet tall. Uh, so, in my mind, based off of just the different stories that were passed down through the religions of the same situation where they're not it maybe it's not mentioned or the height differs for example we have uh of course the famous david and goliath battle uh it was brought through the book of samuel and then the book of spag spag uh spetugent uh that five times fast yeah right the height difference between those two records of that interaction was three feet in height like literally one person said 12 and the other person said eight i mean that's just 
off of the same exact situation. And it's it just as stories go, you know, everything is going to be embellished a little bit. Uh, and back in that day, a lot of those interactions where you were battling to the death or um, ruling over land or in the situation where the uh, sp spies were sent down by Moses to uh, basically check on the territory and just just the overall interaction of everything that's a big difference three feet on a human being is is a pretty substantial but back in the 1940s we had a man who stood eight feet tall 11 inches and weighed 439 pounds of course he was he was he had traces of mongoloid uh the mongoloid race in his bloodline and family and everything so it makes sense so i'm not saying that giants aren't real i'm just saying that they're not depicted properly in the sense of the standard just overly larger than life people who are stupid and, like and violent giant exactly right, yeah. right. i don't believe in titan giants for I'm, I'm not yeah i'm not saying that you know there's not tall people out there but at that point in time standing five five foot four five foot six and seeing somebody who is for example eight foot and 11 inches tall almost nine feet tall they're standing four feet above you they are towering over you um i gotta i'm in the vein of they do but i agree with you i think giants is a subjective term so like they're gonna you know like you said they're gonna seem taller when the average height is shorter <clears throat> but um i think it's interesting there's a lot of evidence that spans the globe there are civilizations old and new that have had contact or no contact that share stories that are wildly different and both pretty similar um First, I want to talk about just some fun little stuff. Like, it didn't click to me until the end of my research that we have giant lore, like in Ohio. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, I forgot all about the Native American burial ground mounds that we'll get. I will talk about in a second. But like, you guys heard of uh, what the fuck is the giant lumberjack's name? I can't think of his name now. And his Paul Bunyan is ox. They say that the Great Lakes were made by the jolly his, green giant, his ox. I just think that's funny that, like, you know, even like modern America has giants in the yeah. lore. I mean, he was a he was a a, a folk tale. I mean, yeah, a blue ox and a and a giant running around chopping down trees. I mean, what you didn't have Marvel versus DC back then. So <laughs> so it's that's, that's the equivalent. A, that, that's the content it was man you got. versus tree at that point. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. And uh, this, like, and we have the mounds. For those of you that don't know, we have like, they're literally just mounds of dirt that range from like what, like four to eight feet tall, roughly. Well, there's one in High Banks Park, actually. And there's a Indian burial mound. Uh, the famous Preserve. one is is called Serpent Mound, and it is, yeah, it's pretty pretty cool. It looks like a snake. The mounds were built up in, you know, shapes of animals and different oh, man, meaningful. You mean, you mean to tell me they did it on purpose? They did. Uh, uh, just like but the like the folklore is that pyramids. when we were bulldozing through all these mounds to build America, 
whether that be farms or roads or whatever the fuck it is, uh, with giant bones were pulled from them and they were hidden. Like they were sent to the Smithsonian and apparently they're in the back rooms of the Smithsonian somewhere. But uh, I just, I feel like a lot of it, like if that's, if that's true, a lot of that evidence had to have been destroyed because early settlers were not keen on preserving history. Like the majority of them were like, I'm going to claim and terraform this land to my desire. Well, so I've seen like other accounts of like potentially back in the time period that you're discussing that there could have been large humanoid giants, quotation mark, that were overhunted and eventually forced into extinction. I have some stuff on those, but it the it's big in like the native culture because all the colonial powers have stories of people coming back and we saw giants and like it can be kind of explained away by the fact that native americans had a more robust diet than your standard pirate who spends their life on the ship with riddled with scurvy you know i guess like what was the defining like what defined a giant for uh colonizers you know and and this also plays into what josh said i think these stories especially are the ones to get embellished because these guys had yeah. to pitch thought, and get funding to go on these trips. So they come back with nothing and they say, oh, we saw giants and had to run away or some bullshit. They thought like um, the Americas was were riddled with gold because the Native Americans referred to their corn. That's really funny. Like, that is pretty funny. Because corn had a golden, has a golden color to it. But, so when they would reference fields of gold, it was literally a fucking field of corn. Yeah, I mean that's pretty good. I'm I'm here for it. I and, love me a good and, stock of corn. And all the and all the white boys across the pond were like, they got the gold over there, boy. We go get them. the uh, Disney also embellishes everything. Pocahontas is not a good story. It's a very terrible story. Honestly, right, because Pocahontas stood taller than the white man Christopher Columbus or whoever the fuck came over. But, I mean, John was probably <laughs> John Wayne Gacy. Is that that who sounds was? about right? Yeah, <laughs> John Smith, William uh, Howard Taft. I don't know. My favorite story I found from like specifically North American natives of giants was I'm going to butcher this. The Citica. That's probably not right. Anyways, they were this race of red-haired cannibalistic giants that the Paiute tribe was at war with, right? Apparently they kept having clashes and the giants would come in and run amok and eat their people. And there's this oral oral history of these two giants that attack a village and the villagers repel the attack and chase the giants back to their cave and then seal the cave off with a great fire. They start a massive fire at the mouth of the cave and like cause it to crumble in on itself and woohoo they defeated the giants uh Hmm. well then like fast forward from you know whenever this story originated to 1911 1912 a group of miners are in the same region that the Paiute are from and they come out they're looking for bat guano in caves and they come across this cave and the entrance like the inside of the entrance is all scorched all to hell. There's burn marks everywhere. There's drawings on the walls. There's like an outline of a hand with six fingers. And then submerged four feet in bat guano are two almost perfectly preserved 
skeletons that are measured at uh i don't know like the it doesn't say where it is but uh they were i think they were like nine to 11 feet tall and they had red hair so it it validates the uh story if you will but then Wait, again, the skeleton still had hair <laughs> yeah because they were mummified, mummified because they were covered in bat guano the bat shit hardened M-m-m-m-m-m-m-m-m-m-m-m-m-m-m-m-m-m-m-m-m-m-m-m-m-m-m-m-m-m-m-m-m-m-m-m-m-m-m-m-m-m-m-m-m-m-m-m-m-m-
Yeah. I mean, larger-than-life people who are not not immortal gods, but just uh, really big. Yeah. And and, in Christianity, they refer to these as Nephilims, which are, of course, like overwatching angels who have come down and slept with mankind uh, or, you know, females of mankind. I was under the impression that angels didn't have genitalia. Well, see, here's the thing. They were in charge with watching us watching, and they became yeah. jealous of our worldly desires and our worldly pleasures so, so they, they gave themselves made them penises. penises yep and they came down and had sex with our women and our animals and that created a giant subspecies of half human half angels and that's why the name sam is unisex that sounds like a sin <laughs> but i mean this also like the same thing comes people think like Aliens. The Watchers were aliens, and it was aliens are uh, mating with humans that made the yeah. what was called yeah. the Nephilim or whatever the sub race. Yeah, yeah. And, and basically, the Nephilim is just a in in you know of course the holy book of the Bible. Nephilims are a cross between angel and humans, and basically they're just very large. They're stupid. They're violent. And they so wouldn't they be considered abominations? They're the reason for the flood. Yeah, that that's what flood. That's what yeah that because if you look in the book of uh, I think it's the book of Genesis states they they refer to the Nephilims before and after the uh, the flood, and before the flood is when you had a lot of the interactions and the reports <laughs> of the Nephilims. And then this this all happened, uh, the David and Goliath incident, where the spies were sent down by Moses. This all happened before the flood, and that's why David, uh, not David, Noah, built the ark uh, in in the event for the flood to basically repopulate the earth with his daughter, <laughs> with oh, yeah. with pure like pure. Um, Pure blood. They're oh. also the reason why the, the Jews were banished to wander the desert for 40 years mm-hmm. because Noah said, you guys are pussies because <laughs> they went and spied on the giants and said, no, we were equivalent to a grasshopper to these giants. We will yeah. get our shit kicked in. And Noah said, you're all pussies. We're going to go walk for 40 years to man you up. But uh, And, and that's and that's really all it is. Um, you so, you see sounds like a great fantasy story well, I, it goes all the way back to even pre-abrahamic religion like mesopotamia and it's people say that gilgamesh was a giant mm-hmm. was a demigod or a giant and and it's weird because you'll see like uh, you'll see like um hercules is also known as he's giant. kind of described he's as huge. a giant yeah he's huge but where they where he's seen as a god because you know hercules is one of the gods in in that religion we see them as a disgrace to or i don't want to say we but christianity sees them as a disgrace to the bible as it was something that was created out of you know out of uh, a forbidden circumstance yeah i mean it makes sense 
yeah so basically you but you the thing is what's weird to me is you have three incidences where, uh, instances where this pops up in the bible the book of genesis the book of numbers and then uh the book of joshua all three of these which have which one was wasn't one of those cut from the bible like the book of numbers was cut that's from right the bible. okay yeah. yeah uh but in all three of these incidents well the book of numbers was cut from the new testament yeah, it's still it's, in the it's still yeah. in the old testament uh but these three stories all like agree with that the, that there was this battle that took place between david and goliath but in the book of numbers they never they never really identified anything that was out of the out of the normal uh they mainly focused on the general size of the creatures as far as being evenly matched where the book of Genesis is going to identify them as somebody who's standing. If you look at the picture of David and Goliath in the, in the book of Genesis, the illustration is literally half the size of, a, of the warrior, which is David. And then Goliath is double the size of David. So it's, it's wild to, to see that that's how we always see it. We always see them as literally standing a building taller than you and that's that's why we think of giants but in all three of those they never were able to identify as far as like coming up with the same the same storyline of hey this is what happened this person was twice the size of of one of our fighters it's just interesting it shows up all over the world europe north and south america the middle east it's just record keeping was tough back then they didn't have google drive that's fake news. No, they they're just be- they're just like storytellers. I mean, it's like well, listening to a story from your grandpa. It was accepted fact at one point. There's a speech from Abraham Lincoln talking in Pennsylvania and he references like how we gaze upon the same Niagara Falls as the great race of giants that one inhabited this land long ago. So it's like and it wasn't like apparently it wasn't out of the out of the realm of possibilities for that to be like that was widely accepted as fact so it wasn't like he was a crackpot for accepting that like in that time frame it was but that was also the time frame where they were digging up all the the big bones from the indian burial mounds and stuff like that so yeah well any president who ever opened his mouth too much usually got shot in the head up until like you know reagan Um, i watched the uh whitest kids you know sketch about the john wolf booth today have you guys seen that so to me it sounds like you have a lot of potential history for larger than average humans who were described as godlike creatures because hercules is a great example of yeah he's bigger than the average man stronger than the average man so of course they're gonna think oh he can lift more than any other human being can. Can't have anything to do with the amount of muscle that he's carrying around in that six foot eight frame that nope, all of us are all of us are standing down here at five. He must be a son of Zeus or some shit. You know. Fuck that guy. That's uh And now we have guys who strap themselves up to ratchet straps and pull semi trucks. Yeah, and we don't Evolution, consider baby. that and we don't consider them demigods they're right. just bodybuilders or giants yeah i mean just... e- even even the guy who right like you know the oldest tallest man who you know just hit 29 
standing at seven foot eleven. Like there's there's nothing about him that is rather strong because he tries to protect his body so he doesn't die, basically. Um, but in my mind, this was a time that almost every conflict that was met was finalized and or the end result ended in some type of physical altercation. So to me, it looks like whoever the fuck was in charge of these altercations just put these big guys up front. And it, it was just a scare tactic. Have you guys seen... Okay, when I refer to the giant, the tallest man in the world, like Ripley's Believe It or Not, do you know who I'm talking about? The guy like, in Illinois? The one you'd see on the Ripley show all the time. Yeah. In the books and stuff. Yeah. Do you know how he died? No. A blood infection. Because he was so tall that he could not feel any pain in his legs. And he had to wear braces to help support his legs. He kept growing, so he outgrew the braces, and the braces began to dig into his legs, and he had no idea. And those wounds became Wild. infected, and he died from the infection. Basically, just diabetes. Well, because, I mean, <laughs> no. <laughs> like the, the nervous system is not designed to Stretch be that eight feet long, so it just doesn't work at that right, far. Yeah. Fucking bonkers, man. I'm, I mean, yeah, I could run forever if I didn't have nerves. So we seem to be like crustaceans, really tall, yeah. Shed our bones and grow pretty new much, ones. yeah. I, I, and that's basically. I'm not like I said. I'm not saying that giant people aren't real. I just don't believe the the stigma that comes with giants as far as them being next to invincible. So you think and, like like the giants in Skyrim, like the twenty foot tall. Those don't I, exist. No, no, I, would, I don't. I would, uh, I, I don't. would agree with that. I, I think, I think what it was is just we've we have evolved over time. As far as I mean, for example, the generation below us, there are more six foot tall teenagers than there has ever been I've ever seen in my entire life. I, I mean, these these kids are tall and length and length like just lanky like they just don't they don't know how to control their bodies because they're growing so fast that is so funny but back in back in the day when you're standing five foot three five foot three is small like you're you're barely fucking seen over the counter at this point really though and and then having somebody who's even six foot six at that point not uncommon at all to be like it's not like the average, but it's not right. uncommon to see someone who's that tall. Exactly. King Arthur was supposedly a giant. Because he stood over six foot tall. Yeah. Well, yeah, but like the mystical, invincible kind of giant. Right. And and that's just what it is. Because when we see tall, strong men, you you think that they can handle extra it's, shit. They it's, can handle it. Exactly. And Trust it's just me, like the... <laughs> it's just like the the idea of Hercules. It's not because he, you know, was constantly working his bo- his upper and lower body by going up and down the mountains and and lifting these heavy materials for the for the market and getting all these things ready. It's they they see him because he is able to lift that cart in the market and he's able to fight and be anybody around but you have to realize that that was just a community at that point they didn't have outside communication with other people 
So to them, the stories that were written for for him and where he went, he was the biggest. So yeah, that gives the illusion of superpowers of strongest man in the village is the strongest man in the, land. the world. I mean, well, yeah, yeah, you, yeah, exactly. You get some word of mouth going from town to town with merchants and you know traveling, you know traders and things like that, and they're always going to hype up whatever they you know start spreading around just to make it sound more interesting because what 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 did they have for entertainment back then besides you know maybe it's a game of telephone that's maybe what Mormonism uh, is <laughs> yeah maybe a uh you know like a, a live play or a gladiator show or something like that mm-hmm. i mean it's uh yeah you're gonna get a lot of basically grapevine information and they'll be like you never believe this kid hercules over in this little fucking cornfield that fucking lifted a cart over his head and really all he did was you know lift one end of it off the ground or something right Uh, yeah it's just like it's just like those incidences where the mother lifts a car off of her child you know, mm-hmm. the human it's body is capable of doing a lot. And when adrenaline kicks in, we can do things that we can we would never imagine we could. But it's our body that the, it's the muscles that we have that can can make this happen. And in situations like this, I mean, like I said, I think whoever the fuck was in charge of putting these big, strong men in front of these other little men are just genius. That's how they won. That's that. That's just amazing. how they won. It's I thought you were going to compare it to you, your buddy's fishing story. Every time he tells the the story of his biggest fish he ever caught, it's a couple it, inches bigger. It's, yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty much it's pretty much the same thing. I uh-huh. mean, any the first merchant that sees him is going to estimate his height and his abilities, and then this and the next person they're going to embellish the story, and it just keeps going on. And that's exactly how it is. That's why I said it's just like talking to your grandfather. You can hear the same story over again and learn new facts. Yeah, yeah, really it's a little wonder, different. Really What's makes real? you wonder how big Moby Dick was. You know, <laughs> he was <laughs> just a <laughs> dolphin, a baby <laughs> whale. <laughs> Captain Ahab was talking him up pretty good. So. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. You know, it's just crazy using spider carcasses as grabbing devices. Yeah. Mm. Tell me more. Have you not seen that? No. I saw it. I saw it on TikTok first, and then I saw an article on Facebook about it. Where basically, like, so spiders can grip usually a hundred times or more of their body weight, right? So, like, and their legs naturally go in a curl position. Have you seen a dead spider? You know, its legs are curled up. So what they do is they pump blood into their legs to expand them, and then they automatically curl back. So if you pump air into a spider carcass the legs will expand. You take the air out, the legs will retract and grab whatever you want it to grab. So what's and why the, were uh, we doing this? So what's the end game here? Because we can lift like way more just with machinery. Right. But so. it's like for <clears throat> things that are designed to lift small, especially fragile things are usually very expensive to produce and maintain. You know what I mean? If you need a, a, claw to grab glass vials out of something and put in something else or something even smaller than that it's going to be an expensive piece of equipment because it's going to need to be very precise and these spider carcasses can accomplish the same job for an 
exponentially lower price. I mean, it's literally the building materials is a dead spider. So we're just gonna start farming. We're gonna get spiders. camel spiders out of the <laughs> yes. out of the you know far far east, and uh, we're gonna use them to take care of all of our diamonds. But like that's the application I saw was for it's an incredibly cheap material that can be used to replace incredibly expensive materials. But it seems like it is unnecessary. Unnecessary. It doesn't really seem too feasible for me because I mean how durable is a spider carcass? How many uses are you going to get out of it? Because it's like yeah and like what kind of it's like those uh, plastic balloons I'm thinking like glass files like when because you ever seen like where they're making Vaccines or doing cancer research, they have small glass files. They already have machines in place to do this, thing. right? But those are expensive, it's just an alternative. I and think they're paid for. We've already done for it. what? <laughs> are, you, are we just I, gonna have? I don't know, man. We're gonna have to, 12 I, I'm not spiders. blaming you for this, but they're trying to reinvent the wheel, and I don't like it. I think we've just figured literally everything out there is to figure out, so we're just gonna <laughs> shit out the wall now. <laughs> We're just, we playing, have, we're just playing. We're going to start reanimating possums just so JJ can kill them again. Gross. That's a great idea. Yeah, it's like holographic possums. I don't know. I just, that's just so weird. It's like the world's about to end because of climate change and World War Three nuclear holocaust. And they're just playing with dead spiders. We're, <laughs> like, making, like, we're making zombie spiders, folks. Sorry to say. <laughs> millions of people die of cancer every year. And like, but hey, we figured out how to spiders. use this spider. <laughs> I bet you some, some way, somehow, some cancer research money ended up in their hands and they developed this whole, you know, R&D project of using spider carcasses to you, lift fragile glass glass Saying cancer research. Have you heard of this Alzheimer's research fiasco that's happening? No. Basically, the one big study all of the research has been based off of in the last 70 years has come out to be fake it's doctored like they altered the results so everything we've been studying and working towards has been based off of bad information for the last like i think it was 70 years or something ridiculous like that is that crazy were they were they faking so they they faked the original study that was done they doctored the results so and now everything that's been based off of that study or tries to deal with whatever that was dealing with is all based off of bad information. No. How horrible is that? Isn't that just depressing? No. <laughs> it's like, what a setback. It's like, yeah. the, it's like the rebirth of the dark ages, man. Uh-huh. Except it's yeah. worse because you thought you had information and then come to find out it was just all what's just real like anymore if, if they can put this hundred year old nazi in jail they can arrest these hundred year old scientists that did this it's like life having dementia it's just crazy that one person really fucked everything up fucked everything up for every decades to and, come and to think that the same could be true for for anything any, any form of cancer or any other type of research in the world now just sufficiently makes me i mean you got to think even was it 2020 so even 40 to 50 years ago it was hard to like you like i don't know like today i feel like it's really easy to see and find doctored images and like test these the validity of things and back then it just simply 
wasn't. If it comes out of a trusted source, you're just going to take it as fact. It's just like... Go ahead, Josh. I was going to say, it's just like the the fertility doctor who injected his sperm into all (laughs) those those patients and now has like 50 kids or something like that. Like, you trusted this man and over the last 30 plus years, he has just been injecting his sperm inside to fertilize your your patient these patients eggs and now has 50 children so i don't i'm not too well versed on that was this like a sexual fetish type thing or like a eugenics type thing this is a religious type thing is it my genes are the best genes so i need to i'm the chosen one i it's so i know that we really can't compare it to to you know the Nazi party as far as like the, you know, this is the, this is the type of child I want, but that's really what he did. Like his entire argument to when he went face to face with, with these children, his entire argument was, I was making sure that our brilliance was passed down. Now come to Papa. And, (laughs) and, and he just like, he would call the he would call these people. There's one there's one lady who basically started this off. She's like, I want to know who my father is because she she ended up using a donor, and through the fertility thing, you know, whatever, they they only use one uh, the donor once. That's it. That way they that way you don't get uh, multiple siblings off of off of one donor. So to prevent multiple people from having the same kid, it's, you know, it is what it is. But basically she did the 23andMe uh, DNA check, found out that there was matches popping up, popping up, popping up. And in the first siblings. <laughs> and in the first in the first round, she had 12 siblings, but it was a only child of her parents. So, so that, that's that crazy. Yeah. And then they just start they continue to pop up. And it was just wild. Like the entire time that she was confronting him, he was just so nonchalant. Like we're making the world a better place. I want to know what you're doing. So obvious. What do these 50 people have in common? They all visited the same doctor. We're just all going to have Aryan babies for now on. Well, what's even crazier is a couple who has brown hair, brown eyes on both the mother and the father side produces a dirty blonde with blue eyes. Why are you talking shit? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, basically you. So, but in that, in that, you know, point, they, the victims or the children, I guess, basically have said, like, I've never really felt connected to my, to my parents. And I don't know, you know, I, I just felt like out of the loop. And there was even an instance where they, they had siblings, but they when they took the 23andMe test as a family for a Christmas present, he did oh, not match. That has ruined, <laughs> That's so, many, that has ruined so many people's lives. Yeah, yeah. and it, they're still counting as of, as of the end of Is this man my dad? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Basically. In all yeah. seriousness, there's this black guy I know. He's he's partially black. His mom's white, but he wanted to know exactly what percentage he is black versus white. 
just from his entire lineage. So he did that 23andMe bullshit to prove that he was more black than white. Turns out he's 60% white, uh, 40% black. And I was like, I feel like that'll cause an identity crisis. I was like, oh, buddy. <laughs> so instead oh. of cookies and cream, he's cream and cookies. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> Can I still say the word or, or no? But that that whole that whole thing about the Alzheimer's research, it it kind of reminds me of the internet because we used to use yeah. the internet as this, uh, you know, information you know, super highway, and mm-hmm. that's how we would gain knowledge and like we can still use the internet for that purpose but you have to be like really really picky about your sources right because there is a lot of misinformation out there and a lot of fake news i mean anyone can put whatever they want on the internet like we've known this but it's like gotten to the point now where like if you say oh i was reading that on the internet people are like oh you believe you do read on the internet it's like <laughs> where'd yeah. you find it yeah Fox so news. so it's like the internet has kind of like counterintuitively like made itself untrustworthy so it started out as like this information tool like basically like a, an electronic version of a dictionary or an encyclopedia a way to like actually like learn something from and now it's like you really it's like a just a giant sea filled with mines there's too much information you have to navigate it or else you're just gonna get fucking got because you went to the wrong website for your source well good thing i go to freedom.com slash usa for all my news oh good i just i just go go to to white house i just go to whitehouse.gov whitehouse.com you know what I'm saying? If you know, you know. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah it, it's it's crazy to think that we went from basically just a, a simple, I don't want to say message board, but like a bulletin board where they tra- they basically just put all, all those documents that are microfiche onto the internet. And then now we're sharing memes and videos in the the infancy days with cern it was strictly for academics sharing studies and papers and things like that yeah exactly and now we have access to everything now i can watch porn (laughs) now it's trying to windows into alternate realities (laughs) yeah isn't that cool oh how they (laughs) fall yeah no it's uh it's sad though. I'm, I'm, it sucks to hear that because Alzheimer's is uh, something that we're noticing more with, you know, as you know, there's a lot more older people in the I can world. Tell you exactly now. what's causing Alzheimer's. The boomers. That's all the baby boomers getting nope. old now. It's the red dye forty two in all of our food. No, no, no. That's not, okay. No, that wasn't okay. my answer to what you were saying. I was saying we're seeing this uptick in Alzheimer's because the largest generation that was ever birthed onto this earth is all they're all getting is getting and is all getting to the age of where Alzheimer's is at its highest risk. But you're not you're also not wrong, Josh, because we're also talking about the asbestos generation. We're talking about the um agent the agent orange generation we're talking about the red dye generation the gmo generation a generation that smoked in the hospital after they gave birth to people i'm fucking dead Uh, and on airplanes yes so we're talking about a generation that was highly undereducated but not because like we didn't know it wasn't because like 
we knew we were, you know, corporations knew what they were doing was bad. It was just bad and for outdated information, outdated research, outdated everything. And I'm sure to a certain extent, like tobacco companies or some sort sort of scientist, um, you know, knew at, at a very early time that cigarettes weren't good for you. But we lived in a like 100 percent capitalist country where if, you know, advertising had no limits, I mean, you could say whatever you want. And to to an extent, you can still do that, but you are much easier fact check now. How crazy is that, though? You could just it you cures claim, cancer. Yeah, like you could man. you could claim anything, and they're like, oh well, doctor said uh, to lower Freedom my anxiety, he prescribed me a pack of Marlboro Reds. I'm gonna go pick them up from the pharmacy. You would go to the pharmacy to buy your cigarettes, for God's sakes. I mean, you still can, but. Not all of them. CVS yeah, is yeah. completely. I'm talking about the actual pharmacy, yeah, the yeah, same place yeah, where yeah. you went to go get your, <laughs> to get your pills. They would hand you a pack of cigarettes for anxiety or okay. stress or whatever. Yeah. Okay, but now, before we I are, lose it, we are we are just now getting there with marijuana. Okay, with certain states. So just saying, we're almost there. Yeah. Nick, are you anti Red Forty for your kids, or do you not? I give do not give my kids red dye. Hold so you know. Oh, I was I thought it was pseudoscience, but uh, we've had like four or five occasions where Liza's had like a shit ton of red forty in one day, and her yeah, just it causes hyperactivity. Just, just been a monster. She ripped one of my piercings out the other day after she had one of those fucking Kool Aid juices with the twist cap bottle thing that's just strictly red forty. If if we use any flavor enhancer, first of all, my son drinks water. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, and he she, gets and he gets juice as a special treat, cut with then, water. And then, um, if we use any type of flavor enhancement um, on his water, it is a product called Stir S T U R. We get it at Meyer. It's organic and it is all natural, and has no artificial dyes. I'm, or sweeteners. yeah i so, straight up thought it was pseudoscience at first but there's been too no, many real. coincidences for it to not be yeah, no. and i'm so we used to give 40 we used to give him not the mio but we'd give him like the meyer brand grape kool-aid uh-huh. um first ingredient right off the bat is red 40 and after like a few weeks of him getting that in his water he was just a little tornado and it's I'm crazy like, no literally yeah bonkers like and, and some people can actually develop a uh an, an allergy you know an allergy to it so you don't really want to fuck with it all that much no help it it's like the fucking i don't know it's like a fucking gladiatorial arena in here on the rare days both the kids like Lizzie and my niece both get red 40 they won a fist fight they're neither one of them is three years old and they're ready to throw hands with each other it's like meth for kids literally it's fucked up okay i just i I feel validated thank you side tangent you're welcome um taiwan nancy pelosi are you guys pro or against her going i am pro her getting blown the fuck out of the sky (laughs) it's a win-win it's a (laughs) win-win it's a middle finger to china or no more nancy Pelosi. (laughs) (laughs) however i don't think she will get blown out of the sky i don't pro her getting blown out the so a couple things like so people are asking why it's a big deal and it's literally 
China's upset that we're validating Taiwan's independence by sending our third most powerful government figure to their isn't that scary? Just think state. about that for a second. It yeah, how high up and she is. Yeah. And the VP and the president are in the same place a lot of the time. It would not be hard to get them both. Like if you had like you know what I mean? Like Yeah. But it's not out of the realm of possibility. But so and she's saying that she's gonna go. It's not totally confirmed. It was came out that the military is saying that it's not safe for her to go, but because she might go, we mobilized the Reagan carrier strike force strike group to go towards Taiwan. China is doing a military exercise there now as retaliation, and there's talks of them shooting her plane down or whatever when she gets there. Yeah, but, so I mean, yeah, China's just being all sorts of aggressive for no reason. They're not ready does. to take Taiwan yet. No, no, they're not. And like by the numbers, they're, it'd take them 2025, I think, when it's projected they'll be. I mean, they're they're scheduled to start sending over like tanks and military vehicles and personnel to uh, Russia because every year Russia hosts the uh, military games where allies can come in and put their militaries in parades and show off their military, their supposed military might. I think Russia's military might has been made a complete mockery of in the last six months. So By those super should, soldiers? They should be That's fucking so they should be fucking embarrassed and they shouldn't even fucking try to flex you, anything militaristic right now. What do you guys think about China's military? Do you think it's all it's talked up to be it's or do you all think numbers. it's more it's more paper tiger? It's, it's quantity it's over just a quality. Bunch, yeah. And it's, I think that's the same thing that Russia was expecting as well, was they're going to come in with a bunch of people and just mow down this, pla- mow down this place. But then uh, Ukraine was like, oh, no, no, we have, we have devoted citizens that will Very fucking blow your fucking brains out. Also shitty Russian logistics. Yeah. And, and, and it's, it's funny looking at, you know, some of the statements because the analysts have said that this would just add gas to the fire for Beijing and they're just going to, at that point, they're saying that they would just say fuck it and send it and just, and just like send it to Taiwan. And then we're gonna have the same situation that we had with Russia and Ukraine. Well, here's the thing. It's like, it doesn't have to be, it could be an accident. It would be so easy for like, if both militaries are doing stuff in the same area, even not a conflict, for something to happen that could easily be escalated into a conflict. Let's just say, God forbid, something actually does happen to Nancy Pelosi. Obviously, I am mostly kidding when I say I am pro her getting blown out of the sky. (laughs) Let's say, God forbid, she did. Let's say, God forbid, she did. He, he. Um, No matter what. It's game on, right? Yeah. It's game on, but no matter what, they're going to lie about it. Mm-hmm. They're gonna yeah. say it was some sort of fault or test error or, you yep. know, some some sort of convenient lie because they, the one thing China and Russia do is they're compulsive liars. They're a propaganda. Their government runs off of a propaganda machine, and their propaganda machine is only to influence their citizens to believe that every single thing that the government 
has supposedly done or is going to do is for the benefit of those people. And all those people really need to do is wake the fuck up and look at their surroundings. Well, it's, yeah, but it's hard when it's state controlled media, limited internet access. And no, I get it. Like squelled, it's indoctrination protests. To, 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 the, to the fullest extent. But trust me, there's plenty of millions of people who understand that where they live and the governments that are controlling them are are completely wrong and they and they know it but they just don't have they're not aren't their citizens aren't armed their citizens aren't equipped to just go rogue and start taking yeah. on their governments right. um and that's and that's the one of the biggest flex that the chinese government has they keep every one of their citizens unarmed that way they can't they can't rebel go. yeah i mean they can't they can't really say anything well, yeah i mean china it, is famous for its eons of rebellion and change of government and this this last change of government was the last one for a reason because they literally unarmed everyone yeah and, and they've already said that if so, if she is to arrive in taiwan that you know, Something the resolute forceful measure uh, measures will be taken. You know, and we should be blamed. And we're and they're going to blame Washington. So they're going to basically say, United States is moving troops or whatever to Taiwan, and they did that by sending Nancy Pelosi here. So we now With have to protect our group. exactly. Mm-hmm. We now have to protect our like we have to protect you as a country by sending these troops into Taiwan before the United States gets I, makes attack on us. They have equal or greater amount of social unrest than we do now in mm-hmm. our country, in their country. So I don't and know if they could all of, handle it. I'm sure they and, could. But. For sure. And all of our social unrest is because of domestic police officers who shoot black kids. Nick, are you up to date on this upcoming Chinese housing market collapse? No, I okay. really stopped caring about the fucking housing. Well, it's the China one, so it's extra unimportant to us. Like I said, all together. But, uh, okay, quick rundown is you're having this situation where this one large home building company is so they would buy a plot of land and then pre-sell all the apartments for this high rise. So you sign your mortgage and start paying on your mortgage before construction is completed. And instead of using that money to start construction they would use it to buy new land and rinse and repeat take the money pre-sell more apartments buy more man take the money pre-sell more apartments and now you're running into instances where people have been waiting 20 years or more for these houses to be built they've been paying (laughs) mortgages i'd write it too so they they're done paying their mortgages this company's about to default on 300 trillion dollars worth of debt i would go raid a 3d printer manufacturer in china that's what I'm saying. and i'd start 3d printing my own firearms it's that's gonna how be you like people you 3D either a, print them. a cultural revolution or to many in square part two electric boogaloo is what's well, about to happen well it's like fucking japan when that ex-prime minister got assassinated japan's the exact same they they've been unarmed since ww2 and we and, and we did that you know, we were in control of unarming them because we're like, no, no, never again. You didn't play. Are nice. you are you going to climb up this 
ladder of power and have the military might that you once had no more so um but the ver- but the gun that the was used in that assassination was homemade and was very crude but effective i mean it blew the motherfucker's head straight open he made his shotgun in his garage and assassinated a political figure with it. yeah yeah <laughs> hardcore you know, yeah i mean he hated that guy okay <laughs> yeah um, but speaking of high rises kind of a derail have you guys seen anything about what the um united whatever arabs basically dubai has proposed the linear city yeah the line the line yeah yeah the mirror city that's gonna be like fucking forever long so my problem it looks baller and futuristic and cool but historically pre-built cities that attempt to anticipate needs never work like the way cities are supposed to be made is they're supposed to be grown slowly and morph and change over time to accommodate needs mm-hmm. but it's saying like every time this has been tried people get in and like you just can't anticipate all the needs of the populace and it just collapses on itself it well fails. i mean this is such a huge undertaking oh for, fuck uh, yeah for i mean for for the fact that it's i mean right now it's just a proposed thing it's going to cost a trillion dollars and that's an estimate which means it's probably going to cost five trillion how many years um, to make too you know uh, like yeah, yeah decades decades yeah. and by that point isn't the technology obsolete anyways that you started with like technically yeah well it's just like they've already updated and futurized dubai because it's one of the most expensive places on earth it's i the, mean one of the richest countries in the world too exactly so they want to appease and appeal to these people but in reality by the time that everything's built it's going to be so obsolete they'll, they'll have to do it again and it's just, it's just like a, a pr stunt i, I so, think it, it's a, it's it's a climate thing for sure. It has a lot of climate um, implications to it. You know the zero carbon emissions mm-hmm. and things of that nature. No cars. The the whole everything's thing, electric. Yeah, the whole thing it has uh, built-in internal infrastructure and transport uh, that's electric. But you know, yeah. and uh, it, it's going to be a giant fucking mirror in the middle of the fucking desert. You could run right into it by accident because you'll think it's a mirage or something. Um, and Dubai is like a crazy place, by the way. I was actually doing some research on Dubai, and I they know have this the, isn't a topic tonight, but there's some like crazy, there's some like crazy actual rules that you have to follow yeah. if you plan on ever going there. Like yeah. you're not you're not allowed to like if if any of us you went with our wives touch anything. Yeah, but if any of us went with our wives, you would be required to sleep in separate, like, beds. You are not allowed to show any form of, like... Um, PDA, or, anything. Like, yeah, PDA. You can get arrested for kissing your wife in public. Oh, they have to be covered, uh, too. Yeah, and then you have to dress appropriately. Uh, you have to speak... Um, like, if you came over and started throwing around American slang, they'd arrest you. You have to speak with the utmost respect and dignity, and you can't swear. Like swearing's a big no-no. Um, there's just like a list. There's of a like lot of there's a lot of really fuddy-duddy rules in my opinion. Yeah, there's 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 also a lot of um, like princes and 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 royal kings, barons. like very royal families that live there, and they they're okay with you 
utilizing English, but you have to utilize a certain style of English. Like Old you can't, school formal. Like you can't say what's up or you can't say like my go-to phrase recently is hey homie. I don't know why. I just I picked it up randomly and I'll just that's what I use. And if I was to use that there, my ass is going to the clink. Yeah. Hey, but I gotta take a to say, shit. You, know, yeah. you would have to say like good evening, honorable sir, and yeah. madam, you know. And, and you and you can't you can't use everyday words. Like you can't say you that same to... word twice either. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like an um. Those are yeah. not allowed to be in your vocabulary. If you said um in the middle of your statement to someone over there, they'd look at you like just punch you in the face. Oh, you're dumb. Yeah. Go ahead and get in that Lamborghini over there. It's actually a cop car. It's going to take <laughs> yeah. you around the corner and beat you over the head with a fucking baton. Yeah. And you have to wear robes. Yeah. Like robe. when you when There's you're there, it's a Yeah, the dress code is like a um uh, the very elegant silk robe that you have to wear and you can't wear the same one twice Guess. so i mean we're just never going That's it's okay they have both the tallest building and the deepest swimming pool in the world okay it's it's worth it i mean don't get me wrong they have a slew of um attraction but they are they also have don't they have the uh solid gold uh roof on their uh, Capitol building? Yeah, it's West so. Virginia. <laughs> no, I mean, no. <laughs> it, that's that's a that's a replica, but uh, I think their Capitol building has like a solid gold uh, roof. Good for heating and cooling. No way, <laughs> fucking melt. Have you seen pictures of this swimming pool, the deepest one in the world? Yeah, it's, it's like a hundred. It's like 120 feet deep. Uh huh. It's It'd fucking wild. Badass to scuba dive in though. Wouldn't it? Oh, also, it. it um, no loud music. You can't just like play music out in public. That'll. Mm, I that'll like that. That'll that'll cause a disturbance. <laughs> Not for me. Um, it must be all accordion music. That's really funny. Those are the yeah, music. Dubai the... hardcore rap music. <laughs> Hi, this is this is Prince Dubai, and I am uh, your SoundCloud rapper this evening. Yeah, you can't kiss or cuddle, like we said. You cannot wear swimwear. I'm sorry, you can't swear. That's right. We said that. Oh, you can't eat or drink um, in public, like on public transportation. Like, you know how like someone might be like having a coffee on the subway or on a bus or something. <laughs> Not there. You can't do that there. Um, damn, that's gonna no. make me drink hot coffee quick. That's so that's crazy. Don't Talk visit about... during Ramadan, which I don't know what the fuck that is. What's that's Ram- Ramadan? Ramadan. <laughs> that's a uh, if that holiday or yeah, that's like a a week long holiday or two week long holiday. Is that when they visit Mecca or by mixing religions? No, I don't. uh, that's something else. I think like a different else. same same religion, different holiday. I think that's something else. Yeah, their Ramadan is like uh, like Hanukkah. It's like twelve days a week or something like that. Yeah, we're not versed on foreign religions. Yeah, or or you know our religions either. But right, right, right. Uh, I'm uh, I I study the religion of myself. Me. Um, 
have it's you all guys, about me. How do you guys feel about this back to China, the space debris falling to Earth today? Oh, yeah. on this piece the of shit country just keeps 30th. rolling out good stuff, they? Nobody else does that. This is like the third time they in two have three years. absolutely no regard for the scientific or space community's it's... safety. They are a piece of shit nation. I hope they burn. It's literally like, well, the Earth is 70% water, so we have a 70% chance of not hitting anything. I like those odds. Yeah. I think it was 23 tons. Jesus Christ. It's um, a blatant disregard for literally 46,000 pounds coming out of the sky. They, so it landed in the ocean in between uh, the Philippines and I just had it. A place near the Philippines. Yeah. 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 Um, so. Yeah, I mean, the the best case scenario, in my opinion, is it lands on fucking J-Ping's fucking mansion. But, um, like, apparently, like, if it would have came down a minute sooner or a minute later, it would have hit a major population center in one of those two Philippines or Borreo. It's dumb luck. It's really dumb luck. Literally, like, and it's like, so, like, there's a space treaty uh, that was signed in the 70s that states, uh, the launching country, yeah, sorry. The okay. launching country is responsible for any damages caused, yeah. but there's only one instance of that being invoked, and it was when a Russian rocket came down in Canada and caused a bunch of nuclear fallout. And it took Russia like eight years or three years to pay up the three million dollars. So it's like it's up in the air if they would could even be held liable for any damages yeah. caused by said rocket. Like financially like it's up in the air or it's like up in the air legally both because i mean like realistically what can one country like we can't no one can enforce them to do anything about it oh yeah i guess sort of like have the world like the un has no power so it's like you could sanction them i guess or go to war with them those are your two options i mean russia's paying all of its bills in rubles right now (laughs) have you seen speaking of China space. Have you seen their new attack satellite they're launching? No. Yes. I forget what it's called, the name of it, but they, it has like a grabber arm on it. So like they launch it oh, into space yeah, yeah. and the first thing they did with it was grab an old defunct satellite and throw it out to a decaying orbit away from the planet. So like if it was active, it would no longer work. And they're saying, we're not going to use this for military purposes. That's unreasonable. Yeah, let's just, uh, you know, I-, I thought that the origin of Space Force was a little ridiculous. Until now. <laughs> just being completely honest, okay? But what even drives me insane is the, so like, you know how the Marines have Semper Fi? Uh, the Space Force has something of that nature as well. And it's Semper Sky. And that, I don't know why. It's cringe. I, I, it's very cringe because Super Fi actually has a meeting. Yes. Super Sky is just like, ha ha. That's and, like when Congress got offended. I know. About I know. saying amen and they said a, amen and then they followed women. it up with a women. <laughs> it, has, it has nothing to do with sex, bro. <laughs> amen is a literal, literally is translated into old language as a closing, like you are closing the conversation. You are closing the communication it's, it's, with yeah. God. It's a it's closing like, statement. It's not like it doesn't have anything to do with being a fucking man. 
it's a verbal period is what it is yeah. like amen is a verbal period and for it, when i saw that i just was like oh i'm gonna have to unfollow this page that because so funny. i just I, you know the the semper fi that is that is like what latin it, yeah, it's latin it for you know that the that the marines have picked up and then I thought it was a joke, to be honest, but it was literally <laughs> the first guy. <laughs> it was literally the uh, official U.S. Air Force, uh, not Air Force, sorry, the U.S. Um, Space Force page, and they're and they're saying like they're sem- saying is Semper Sky. Yeah, well, they're also called Guardians. They yeah, they are called Guardians, not soldiers. Hello, fellow Guardian Semper Skies. It seems like, yeah, it was too much pandering. They're like, haha, cheeky pop culture reference. Yeah. Look at us. Meme. Yeah. No, but it's just cringe. It's, yeah, I, I just, I'm, I'm interested to see what that, like, what benefits they're actually going to bring to us as, as a military background. Because right we now. We don't have any attack satellites. We don't have, we don't have anything that they could really do except utilize satellite all of secretly starlink is a super weapon just so you all know oh fuck, <laughs> I for love sure. that. but that would be the second thing they do because i don't i think they can't take our satellites out before they'd start moving their troops hmm. but they would move our they would move their troops where they need to be take our our satellites out and then attack that would yeah. be the order of i seriously have a theory where elon musk got a military grade government contract to put up all these thousands of satellites, and once they're all up there, they will create a halo weapon and destroy our enemies when we need it. So, do you think Chi- the the Chinese government launched the tax satellite because Jeff Bezos keeps launching people into space? That is so funny. They're trying to colonize the dark side of the moon because we can't monitor what they're doing. That's like the dumbest fucking thing I've ever heard. Well, because we, we can't. There. There's not no for, satellites orbiting the moon. Not from you, can't but see it. that's like a really bad idea. Yeah, definitely. I mean, well, they're, they're, a... they're, apparently they have a habit of claiming things. So the idea is they go there, find something good over there, and then they like, this is ours and keep people out of it. Yeah, well, I mean, they have that little rover up there, and I know it made the journey over to the dark side. Because the moon has this really crazy orbit where one side of it is only is always facing us and the other side isn't. A lot of people don't know that. A lot of people think the dark side of the moon is just this. It's just the moon. It's the face of the moon that's not facing you. But if like, you think about it, every time you look up at the moon, you always see the same face. You're always seeing the same thing. You're never seeing a different side of it. So it's interesting. Isn't it? Uh, but at any rate, you know... Um, and as the years keep dwindling by, my hopes and dreams of putting people on Mars and putting people back on the moon, first and foremost, is it just it feels like it's a pipe dream. I want it to happen. I we think, have. I think it's important for our evolutionary process to start pioneering within our own solar system with people, definitely. not just robots. It's yeah. we have a government space force. We have NASA. And then we have private space organizations, and yeah. we're still lacking in the space department. How fucking yeah. crazy is that? Well, I, what I, I'm sorry. Whatever. Okay, I, I was just gonna say what I find crazy is that 
you know, technically the Space Force is, in my opinion, it's just a division of the Air Force. Um, they they play hand in hand. There's a cutoff at the altitude, and if it operates yeah. above a certain altitude, it's a I mean, space force. I mean, when you yeah, so when you get really nitty gritty about it, I mean, it's it's kind of like, in and any Marine and any Army guy would totally slap me across the face for what I'm about to say. But it's kind of like like each like each branch of the military is like plays closely hand in hand. Like the Marines and the Army feed off of one another, work Army, closely together. The Army has its own Air Force. And then the Air Force works really close with the Navy, right? I mean, they all kind of have this like weird interlocking, like, you know, co functionality, even though they all hate like have this like fake hate for one another i i think it so, goes air force size our air force navy air force our army air force then the next country's air force yes where we are we are the rulers of the sky and the sea above any country and our our individual branches of the military their air force and naval capabilities still surpass the next country but it's funny. The basically the way the branches are set up right now are air, land, and sea. And space. well, now we have space, yeah. yeah. But basically, your Marines are the are the army of the Navy. That's why they the Marines will spend a lot of time on the na- on the naval ships. Mm-hmm. The Air Force is located on land, and they of course use the aircraft carriers. And then your army is mostly full of infantrymen and a lot of like um, intel. Like that's where that's where a lot of a lot of those go into armored divisions, like our artillery. Exactly right, our artillery and stuff like that. The space for the space force is its own branch that is recruiting. So it's not like you have airmen or the people that are in the air force bumping up to space force. <laughs> You're like no. you have no, to. I'm not saying it like that. I'm just no, saying. I'm You're saying, saying they're, like they're, it's just. It feels like it's just another arm of the air force. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, and I just. I don't really responsible for space. Personally, I think what the space force is going to be utilized for is pinpointing locations with satellites, and if we ever need to use them, uh, pinpointing locations and tra- trajectory for orbital nuclear missiles. I think rockets rocket technologies too because like china has their own arm of the military that's strictly rockets and we're kind of supposedly we're lacking in rocket technology you guys seems right up the rally you guys think we have a satellite super weapon i don't think so i want to hope so but i i don't don't, we do i don't i i personally don't think that we do now satellite specific no possibly launching a nuke from the satellite yes that's, I, yeah. I could see Starlink ended up having weapon capabilities, though. Well, I know that certain countries are pissed off about them floating over their fucking airspace and beaming down data. Well, and, and it's crazy because it's a private company. It's not a government. And space yeah. is lawless, too. Yeah, exactly. Countries can't enforce laws on each other. Yeah, it's so international waters. Yeah. yeah, it's just, it's just like... Yeah, I mean, that's... There's nothing that they can do, and and the countries can't say shit because it's a it, it's not a single person. It's, it's not, a company. It's not like the U.S. government is doing right. it. It's a private it's just, company. 
it's we just like space when Navy. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like when uh, Star when Starlink sent over all of the communication beacons to Ukraine when uh, Russia took out the uh, infrastructure over there. The, yeah. Russia and China were pissed about yeah. that, but That's because not fair that op- it opened up it opened up lines of communication again and we can actually see what russia is doing and like it not not to be funny but we're running our own propaganda right now we're running a proper propaganda of hey this is how bad russia is affecting ukraine so if we need to step in and do something we're completely justified because you guys have seen how bad russia's fucking shit up yeah have you seen the new news that came out that's like horrible no they're castrating POWs and then murdering them. Like they're castrating them. There's videos of them castrating them alive in conscience and then afterwards just shooting them in the head. Like like Russians doing that to Ukrainians or vice versa? Russians doing it to Ukrainians. Yeah. I feel like Ukraine's trying to be on their best behavior because well, they really want that spot in the UN. Have you heard of the Azov Division or the Azov Battalion? Yes. It's a, a white a right wing extremist white nationalist group Rogue that was a group yeah. absorbed into the military for this conflict. And it's kind of gray because it's like, yes, they're horrible fucking Nazis and they should be punished. But when you're on the brink of extinction and on the brink of what you could say with the castration is akin to genocide or an ethnic cleansing, when you're on the brink of something like that, you have to use everything and literally everything at your disposal. Yeah. And I, I just, I really feel like Ukraine is tiptoeing the line right now, just trying to show, show the best behavior. But That's it. I really, yeah. you know, I feel like there's some, uh, definitely some black op things going on behind the scenes to try to, try to I'm get some information. We haven't. I mean, they're not going to tell us about all of the attempts on Putin's life, but I'm surprised that we had what sorry. <laughs> I feel like we, I feel like we won't hear anything unless it's something to do with our country, or yeah. it's like a unavoidable, like a a bomb going off, or like yeah. you, you know what I mean? Something like, big, like yeah, something that's going to cause cause some chatter. I'm uh, curious if U.S. special forces have had any actual combat with the Russians because you know they're there training Ukrainians. I'm curious if they've. Yeah, and that's like once you get into that classified portion, you can't say shit. Uh huh. And you're the only you and and whoever you're around is the only people that know what actually happened. Yeah, mm-hmm. it'd we'll, be cool. We'll see. find out in sixty years when it's declassified. It'd be cool if the Ukraine started making retaliative attacks on Russian mainland. Well, that's why we're afraid to send them the we sent them the high Mars, but we didn't send them the high class missiles that go with them because they have a range of a hundred and thirty miles, and that could reach pretty deep into russia and they're afraid of that yeah because i mean at that point they're using our weapons to commit these attacks we're going to be roped into the situation oh we already are if you ask the people i mean we are we supplied them with drones you give them javelins i technically consider that you're involved we did the same thing yeah. with the Taliban to fight off the Soviets, give them stingers. I think it, yeah. who, who developed the FN-2000? Was that Switzerland or was it Sweden? Uh, I that is. I, the FN-2000, I'm pretty sure, is a Swedish. So I know the Swedish have actually provided Ukrainians with FN-2000. Yes. Um, 
and it's it's crazy because uh, Switzerland is also one of the most neutral companies and neutral countries yeah. in history, and they actually chose a side. <laughs> now they're coming to NATO, buddy. Yeah, yeah, they're like, you know what? This is going to get out of hand really quick. We should yeah, uh, them them and Finland. I'm pretty well, sure yeah. are getting the acceptance. Finland mm-hmm. shares a border with Russia, and Sweden's right there. So it's yep. yeah, no, it's all very very close together. Reasonable. And, uh, it makes you wonder if they're going to just go ahead and attack Finland because that's the same reason they attacked the Ukraine from the beginning is because they were going to join NATO. Right, but because of the expedited acceptance, I feel like they're already in Article 5 territory where if they attack Finland, they'd be attacked by NATO. Yep. I, and I, I'm curious to see what the U.S. response is going to be if there is an attack on NATO. I know that we're you know, we're trying to toe the line, but as we're putting our fingers in more pots, we're also trying to dial back our policing of other countries, which will really never happen. But are they are, are we going to allow some of the other company, the other countries who aren't supplying immediate resources to Ukraine to step in and handle the situation that would happen in Finland? You never know. Interesting. Never know. Do you guys okay? One last thing before we move on to the assholes. Do you think a whatever a modern conventional war looks like? Do you think that's an option? Like, do you think there is an option of World War Three happening and just being a major modern conflict and not turning into nuclear holocaust? Yeah, I, yeah. I'd say so too. I mean, it would obviously still be devastating for everyone around the world because we're at the point of modern technology where they can shoot missiles across the world nuclear or not and hit our cities so it's not like we'd be completely out of the fight like we always have been i I mean when it comes to -to head-to-head combat i think um i think russia and china are at a huge disadvantage and i think that's why you've seen such a like a large nuclear buildup on their end out of all those nukes not that it really matters but out of all of the nukes in their stockpile, I mean, only a few thousand are actually active or deployed. And a lot of the other ones are in disrepair. Yeah, they're sitting in pieces in warehouses, and it would have to be put together. But by the time you launch one, I mean, that's that's it. It's, it's full-on nuclear war with everyone, and then you get the fallout effect where uh, we essentially it's it's called mutually assured destruction for a reason or mad because it's it is exactly that i mean we would be able to shoot down a few of those missiles on their way in um i know they're already developing there there's a government um contract out for the development of um systems that can shoot down uh supersonic weapons well that's what or hypersonic uh, weapons missile cruisers are for and i had no idea about that until recently mm-hmm. yeah really interesting um fact if i think it was 2004 2005 there was a derelict uh satellite entering the atmosphere and um from space and once it did the george bush gave the approval for the u.s navy to use their missile defense system to blow it up out of the sky while it was coming through the stratosphere. Yep. And they did exactly that. And 
really what it was was kind of a demonstration of the type of intercept capabilities with legitimate accuracy that our Navy does have. Um, now, they say that hypersonic weapons are um, unstoppable just based off of their speed and unpredictability of where they can go because they can pivot pretty much any time they want. Um, and I know Russia and China both claim to have them. Um, you know, we successfully tested ours just in mid last month. I know our first couple tests were a failure, but then they had some successful ones followed up. And I mean, technically, yeah, we're behind in the whole hypersonic weapon thing. And I, and I think that's probably the biggest deterrent anyone would have with head-to-head combat is if Russia really got behind the eight ball and you get a crazy Vladimir Putin who has nothing to lose, knows he's on his way out because, um, you know, people are, you know, taking him head on in Russia, you know, coming to knock on his door. What's the last thing he does? Well, I know I'm dying, so I'm taking you all with me and launches. Them. So that's really like a really extreme like scenario in my opinion. Right. Um, and a lot of experts, I know like there's a lot of experts out there who would disagree with the notion of full on nuke, but there are others who keep it not in the front, but maybe in the middle of their brain thinking, you know, anything's possible. The, the main idea behind the nuclear war is literally just one strike and we don't like that crumples the the whole system that you have and yeah. i feel like the reason why we are a little bit a little bit behind on the hypersonic weapons and maybe some of those high-tech missiles that can go that far is because we focus a lot on defense like oh yeah Homeland the security is of the utmost importance yeah like we we focus a lot on defense because we're a free country. We want to, you know, and we also have our hands in everything because we are the big brother of the world as far as it comes to all the other countries. So yeah. we we make we make sure that our territory is completely safe. Then we lend lend hands to protect our our allies and other countries around us, and then we still help out the people that aren't even within the the UN to make sure that they're safe as well. And that's something that, that I like about the United States, to be honest. I, I like how willing we are to help out. But at the same time, like, you sometimes you have to draw a line before we get fucking roped into shit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's um, a lot of it has to do with leadership and how they handle the conflict that they mm-hmm. are inevitably dealing with. And, um, I mean, in my personal opinion, the current administration is kind of weak. It makes a lot of. You mean old? Does a lot of does a lot of talking versus taking action. I don't know. I don't know. Very what the slow right, talking. I don't so, really know what the uh, the right words are to but, explain it. Right, I completely understand that, and I will never forget the beginning of New Year's. When Donald Trump literally launched a missile strike on a, um, 
Iraqi general. Iraqi general. Like, <laughs> literally, like, starting the year off with a bang and just... He said, you're done. Yeah, you're done. you're done. I mean, and that was and that was that. And we don't we're not seeing that type of strength from our current administration. And I'm not saying that we need to go blow shit up, but I mean, we we finally pulled out of out of Afghan, out of a station or a a, a, a base that was there for the last 21 years. Yeah, and we finally got everybody home, but now we're starting to see the the effects of. Oh wow! You guys pulled you guys pulled out of this country after agreeing to help them get back up, and now now they're in distress even more because as soon as we were leaving, as soon as we were taken off, what the fuck did they do? They took over that base and then tried to take over the airport. And then they took the country. Uh, and then they took the country. Hours. I mean, within within a week's time, all of the everything that we fought for for the last twenty one years is now completely done, and now it's we have like to Alzheimer's. Just like exactly, exactly <laughs> like Alzheimer's, except a lot of people died. Oh, I guess they did in both. So, okay, all right. Yes, exactly like Alzheimer's. <laughs> exactly. Um, this feels like a long episode. You want to skip the trivia, or mm-hmm. you want to run it? I have one more question for you two, though. All right. Nuclear war happens. You're not mm-hmm. killed. Let's say we're all in the same area. Let's say Cleveland and Columbus both get hit with nukes. Do you attempt to survive the fallout of that? Or do you just say, no, I'm good. And just off yourself before you die of radiation poisoning very slowly. Well, you can take very mostly really easy measures setting up your house in the event it didn't get blown away by a shockwave, Um, you know, by, Covering up all the doors and windows, obviously turning off anything that brings any air into the house, turning off all ventilation systems, using towels and rags underneath your door, um, and then moving to the most centralized part of your home. Because that radioactive fallout is the dust and stuff from yeah. everything that's been vaporized. Mm-hmm. So that radioactive fallout is what you really want to avoid when you're in the survival zone. And you need to survive that. I forget the exact amount of I would say time. it's minimum two weeks, ideal yeah. two months. The one month is like a decent spot of waiting. Yeah. So regardless, um, if you survive it and you you wish to move on and try to you know hold out and survive in your own home for that period of time hopefully with enough provisions to do so Uh, but i mean you're not gonna have electricity because every nuke is a natural emp so you're not gonna have a cell phone you're not gonna have any contact with the outside world you're not gonna have any internet you're not gonna have any lights you're not gonna have a stove you're not gonna have heat or ac so i mean it's um it's gonna be a very very brutal fucking experience regardless if you live or survive sorry i'm going to utah and um (laughs) i have to say even though they tell you to don't run i'm running (laughs) um if columbus gets hit and by some divine miracle delaware isn't erased from the fucking map um the plan is is to get you know, as much of our family to meet at my brother's house in Prospect. Um, 
because he has a lot more natural resources there because uh, he lives in a more or, or a more um, rural area. Obviously, Prospect is a very small town, and he actually lives just north um, off of Bethlehem Road. So, you know, he's um, and he's got more guns than I. I don't even know how many guns he has. He has more guns than people. So you have to imagine. There's probably not going to be any invaders after a nuclear war, but you're going to have looters uh, and rioters. Yeah, you're going to have civil unrest regardless throughout these survivors. Uh, so when it comes time to robbing that Dollar General down the street from guns blazing, uh, which that's fine. You know, that's really that. funny. I played. Fa- this is what Fallout's been training me for. Okay, it's so funny. It, it's literally a training guide to surviving a post-nuclear world. Uh, so yeah, I say bring it on. I just I'm I gonna, feel like I'm gonna see how many days I can make it. Being in between, I will make it, and I will try until I start dying of radiation poisoning, and then I'm just gonna end it. But I feel like our location, being in between two nukes like that, we're completely fucked with the fallout. Like if we have one north of us and one it, south of us, it doesn't. Not necessarily. So one thing we have. So let's say Columbus and Cleveland get hit. If Cleveland gets hit, it's too far northeast from us to get any downwind because most of our wind comes from either the west or the northwest or the southwest. So you have three, you know, you have one direct cardinal direction and then you have its north and south um, counterparts. So I guess Ohio. we'd be pretty safe from so, those two specifically. So really, Columbus is either going to get blown hard west or um blown up from the southwest probably towards cleveland we would get stuff from other places though i would assume like i'm assuming like indianapolis and places in indiana would be hit if something like that was to happen but that's just that's the same reason why like marion and delaware they don't get the same snow and significant weather that columbus and cleveland does because our like where we are we're in that little it's like a bottleneck. Yeah, yeah, we're in that little bottleneck where the dip is, where the where the winds just kind of blow around around us. So I guess it would be a the worst spot in the world to be. I actually have a, a theory about the outer belt in Columbus 270, as we're all familiar What's with. What's that? <laughs> yeah. Um, so I have a theory that anytime a really large storm rolls through and it looks like it's about to hit the fuck out of Delaware, it always bounces south of us. And I have all those a, cars going in a circle. And I have a theory that, yeah, <laughs> all the cars going in a circle on 270 create a vortex yeah, that's that, sp- amazing. that splits storms around <laughs> Delaware and pushes them north and south. So yeah. like so it drags off the southern part of the storm towards Columbus and then the north part is like, no, my friend, and it starts floating up towards you guys. <laughs> so that's my theory. Man, the, uh, the government's world. controlling the weather. We yeah. just don't we just don't yeah. know how. Except we're the ones doing it. We're the mice in the fucking wheel. Bah, bah, bah. Yeah. That's really funny. That's amazing. I'd uh, become a family annihilator. See, that's I'm on the same vein, kind of, because that just seems like too if, much. If I can't, if I can't safely get out, like we I don't want to watch them all die radiation yeah, poisoning. We we started we started canning, so we definitely have rations. That's that's not a problem at all. 
and we're in the middle of literally nowhere. So we're good. But if it if it reaches up here and things start getting pretty hairy, because I have some leaky windows, okay? <laughs> if things start getting a little hairy, yeah, it's just... We're all done. I'm making that decision for us. I, I, I got a cowboy gun. It'll be it'll be quick and easy. It's less than six of us. We're good. Yeah, <laughs> one of us got to live. It's gonna be like the movie The Mist. You're gonna finish oh the God, job and walk yes. out on your front porch, and then here, everything. This is was a test. <laughs> this was a false How alarm. Fucked up is that? It's horrible. Um, you just want to do the one asshole then? Sure. This is the second oh, one because I I think it's asshole. kind of funny. So, am I the asshole for skateboarding, even though my daughter is? teased and humiliated over it i've finally been doing the things i've been waiting to do in my life since i got divorced one of them being being a skateboarder sure i'm 44 but it's never too late to try to be the badass version of yourself my daughter for some reason is humiliated by me taking up skateboarding she says i'm too old and that everyone at school makes fun of her for it she said everyone laughs when i show up to school early and skate around the parking lot the other day i came to get her and i did a little trick on the curb but wasn't able to land it and fell when we get to the car, she starts hysterically crying that I embarrassed her. And why can't I just be like other dads? Why can't I respect her request to not skateboard at her school? She said, I'm an asshole and a terrible dad. A part of me wants to keep her happy and not skate. And I get that I might be an asshole for continuing to do what embarrasses her. But another part of me thinks she needs to be happy for me and let me be my best self. That I'm not doing anything wrong for wanting to be happy. So am I the asshole? How old's the girl? Doesn't specify. Doesn't specify. I just an age would have helped out a lot. This is so funny to me because this is a very, very obvious manic midlife crisis, right? (laughs) Right. He he couldn't afford the sports car. Just my thing is, is 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 he an asshole for it? Just if she asks you to not skate at her school, then just don't skate at her school. You can still skate, just. Don't, don't do think, it there. I don't think he's an asshole. I think he's just an embarrassing dad. And, you know, maybe just like you just said, don't do the thing that's bothering causing, her, causing her grief at school. That's my thing. If she says it bothers her, then I'll just, but I want to skate. Okay. Then I won't get at your school. Okay. Well, that's... when her ass is at school, go to the fucking skate park and live out your <laughs> fantasies, Tony. <Hawk. laughs> like, good God. Just don't do it I at just... the girl's poor fucking school. And the the especially... most badass version of yourself line kills me. Yeah. That's pretty funny. Especially if you just like wipe out when you're trying to oh, st- stick a I landing, just... man. It reminds me of the Steve Buscemi, the hey fellow kids, that meme. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I think so based off of that, it kind of seems like it's probably high school. Or at least like middle school. Yeah. Mid, like upper middle school. Um Yeah, probably like eighth grade, maybe. Yeah. Seventh or eighth grade, yeah. But I yeah, I, I feel like I mean he's forty four, so I, I'm gonna say high school, honestly. Oh, there's some <laughs> young dads out there, man. I know, not me. Um, that's the second one I made this joke. I made this one podcast, so that's pretty funny. Um, yeah, I just I don't know. I I don't really see it being an issue, but if she's being teased about it, I could definitely see maybe dialing it back, uh, maybe waiting until she at least gets in the building. <laughs> Or, or like go on the weekends or yeah yeah but maybe you know it could be like where where we are we don't have a skate park anymore 
You know what I mean? You have like you have to skate somewhere else. There's not we yeah. they took they tore down the skate park that we had. So now you have to figure out how to do your ollies and <laughs> kick flips off of the school park. I'm just, I'm I just, just gonna imagine. name all the moves from Tony Hawk's Underground Skater now. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, "Hey, honey, watch my kick flip," and then he falls and does like the Peter Griffin thing where he's like, ah. "Yeah." And deep down, I do feel like he is kind of trying to be embarrassing, um, especially first thing in the morning when you're dropping her off for school and you break out your skateboard out of your fucking dad SUV or even let's just say a Toyota Corolla and you pull a skateboard out of the trunk and you're just skating around while she's going into school. I want to know or, if he wears a helmet and pads, knee and elbow pads. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to I'm going to say I'm on the asshole train. You can skate, buddy. Just don't do it there. That's yeah. uh, that's awesome. That is pretty really funny. Cool. You guys have anything else you wanna? I think discuss? that's it, man. It was a good conversation tonight. I think it was a pretty good episode. Uh, follow the socials, Unwise Analysis. Come join our Facebook page and tell us about our podcast. Also, Unwise Analysis podcast. Um, that's all I got. Fuck. Well, it has been another pleasurable evening with the two of you. Josh, no pleasure myself now. Always enjoy having you. Please come more often. I've been you should, here. You, you, should be, you should be a co-host. I think. I think you we think should so? bring you on as a, a normal yeah. part of the podcast. A, a permanent, a, yeah, yeah, permanent make employee. A, make you a full timer. Yeah. All right. All that's right. a great idea. Send me over that offer letter. I'll over, I'll look it over and uh, get back to you. Okay. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. What's I the gotta, starting salary? I got to review this with my lawyer. Sorry. <laughs> oh boys, oh, it's been yeah. good. Have a good one. All right. Bye. 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 Bye.